0: All right, guys. Welcome into the latest episode of the Starting Eleven podcast. My name is Emilio Pena. I got Grant Rowland and Morgan Freeland here today. Special episode here to talk about our Champions League quarterfinal picks. Games are coming quick, fastly approaching. So figure this is the best time to do it, especially with a bunch of exciting games coming up. First of which we want to talk about was Bayern, Munich, and Manchester City, arguably the most anticipated favorite match of the of the quarterfinals, I'd say. Given both of these teams are world-class, consistently vying for the championship in their respective leagues, if not winning them, I think they both won. Well, Byron's won like the last 10, so obviously they're basically penciled in to compete every year. And then City's won for the last five, I think. Liverpool stole that one year, luckily. So, um, yeah, a lot of people... Before the tournament started, if if um, they had to like you know pick two teams to make it to the finals, I'd say you know these were two of the favorites that people were saying. It's it's crazy that they're matched up this early. Grant, I wanted to go to you first. I want I, I wasn't sure if you had any thoughts about this tournament or about this matchup. You know, obviously Bayern Munich just brought in Thomas Tuchel, and he was the coach of Chelsea when they beat Manchester City in the Champions fi- Champions League final just two years ago. So you know there, there's definitely some interesting storylines to take from this.
1: Yeah, I think if Nagelsmann was still there, I think I would probably give City a bigger edge. But now that Tuchel's there, I'm not really sure. Like, it's still out. Like, we saw him the first time this weekend with Bayern, their 4-1 win against Dortmund. But yeah, it'll just be interesting. Obviously, Tuchel is pretty familiar with Guardiola, spending time in the league together last, I don't even know, how long Tuchel was there at Chelsea because it feels like they're always rotating managers every year and a half or two, two, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, two, three years. About a year and a half or so. Yeah. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Bayern is just like that team you don't ever want to see in the Champions Mm -hmm. League. It's just like Real Madrid. They always find a way to do it. But, I mean, early Holland... Right now, injured, will be pretty fresh coming back if he makes it. I'm not sure how long he's out, but a City picking up form. If this was a City like a month or two ago, I'd for sure give it to Bayern. But to me, this is a toss-up. I think whatever team performs better at the away fixture, so City at Bayern or Bayern at City, is going to be the one to... Wanted to take this, but uh, if I have to go with my gut, I'm gonna have to go with Bayern Munich. City, kind of notorious chokers in the Champions League. Uh, this squad doesn't feel as complete as previous. City squads and Bayern again, just it's annoying as a Barcelona fan seeing them all the time. <laughs> Minus the one year Messi absolutely did Bow a tag and chip Manual Lawyer, but there's podcasts <laughs> around when <laughs> that happened. But yeah, man. But yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go Bayern Munich. I'll even give you a score line. Okay. How about that? Soft little flex Woo-hoo! I'm gonna go I'm gonna go five four across the two games. Okay. It's gonna be a close one, but gonna you know, gonna have some goals. It's Gonna be a fun one, but Bayern Munich. Okay, before I get Morgan's take
0: on the matchup, I wanted to note that the first matchup, the first leg, is in Manchester, and the second leg is in Munich. Mm-hmm. For whatever that's worth, you did mention that they are notorious chokers, so wouldn't be surprising if if that did come true, given that you know they take the
2: first leg and then you know Bayern finishes strong at home. So what I think, well, you're right about City being notorious chokers in the Champions League, but I think I don't know. It seems like there's a different feeling this year in the Champions League for Manchester City, especially given their form in the league as well. I mean, they know that they're probably going to lose out on the league to Arsenal. So with that being said, they're more than likely going to want to throw everything they possibly can at this Champions League so they can secure that. Because you know that Pep really wants this for Manchester City. But with Bayern being who they are and just how dominant they are, I do think that they will always kind of have that edge. Over City, but uh, you know, and also I actually think, do what? What is Holland's injury like? What, like, what, what? How did he get hurt? If you guys know, I think so it was it a groin. Better. But oh a... yeah, it is a groin injury. So if he, so if, this is actually a bit of a hot take. If he is out for this clash against Bayern, I think that City actually might have a bit of an advantage. Advantage only because when Holland was at Dortmund, how many times did he beat Bayern? Did he beat them at all while he was at Dortmund? Maybe once? I don't,
0: I don't think so. Uh, yeah, maybe some yeah. draws.
1: Game,
2: yeah, yeah comes maybe, maybe like a draw or something. I don't even know if he ever actually beat them. So I feel like if Holland was playing, I think that the psychological edge might be more on Bayern's end because they'll know. They're like, okay, this Holland guy, like he's good. He's world class. He's probably the best striker on, on the planet right now. However, I mean, they, they're 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 going to know they have that edge on him. But then again, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. I could even be wrong about the amount of times he's won against Bayern. I really don't know for sure. I just know that I, I of all the times I've seen Dortmund play against Bayern while Holland was playing for them, I don't think I ever saw him actually win against Bayern. That's just me. So okay, I do think
1: Dortmund beat Bayern, just in general.
2: Well, yeah. The, also that. Also <laughs> very rarely. I, I have. Yeah. It, I mean, going yeah. back to the game. Just uh, what was it yesterday? Yeah, the game yeah. yesterday. You know. Yikes. Um, that own goal, well, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I felt so bad for well, Coble. That was that was yeah. That was actually, I watched that live, and I I was just like, my jaw hit the floor. We talking I just, about the goalkeeper? I, yeah, yeah. There, when Coble yeah. he went he went to clear the ball, and he just totally whiffed, and the ball just literally rolled into the net.
1: Yeah, it was, that, yeah. Was I think that, that was watch. that was painful. That was technically a. That was painful watch.
2: Yeah, but um, I do think that Byron will come out on top, and my scoreline prediction over across the two games. I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be a draw at the Etihad. had. I think it'll be a I'm thinking it'll be a one one, but I think at home Bayern's gonna pull away and I think it's gonna end up being three one
1: aggregate score. That's oh. what I think. Byron. To Byron. Yeah. Actually, before we like move on or Emilio gives his picks, I think uh, Morgan brings up a really good point with Holland. I think we saw it this weekend with Holland not in the squad. City sometimes can be too reliant on Holland to score their goals and try to force Mm -hmm. balls in. But whenever like Alvarez is in there, kind of gives freedom for other players. Like Jack Realish had a really good game this weekend. Julian Alvarez chipped in with a goal. but yeah, no, I could definitely kind of agree and see Morgan's point like with Holland in there again, like they can kind of be like too focused on getting him the ball and too like Holland centric in attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: But again, I mean, if that goes to show anything, it also goes to show that I mean, City and City is more than capable of winning this matchup because oh, yeah. they have the depth for it. And there's there's only a, there's only a handful of teams in the world that that can play games like this without some key players and still end up coming on top. And those two teams Mm -hmm. are probably, you know, Bayern and and City and, you know, also Madrid in some cases. But I think Bayern and City, I mean, it's going to be, either way, it's going to be a great matchup. And you're right, I think there is going to be goals. There's going to be some really, really good goals in this matchup. I'm very much so looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and before we finish up, I'll give you my pick as well. I'm going to be the minority here. I'm going to take Manchester City, despite, Mm -hmm. you know, my personal bias against them as a Liverpool fan. I'm trying to be objective here. I'm glad you brought up Jack Jack Grealish Grant because the game he had against Liverpool this past weekend was debatably his best game in a Manchester City uniform. The way he hustled back on defense, there was a a play where it looked like Salah either had a wide open goal for himself or he was going to pass it over to Shota. And the way that Grealish hustled back to defense, ran 60 yards, maybe blocked a kick. And then a minute later, he's getting an assist to your guy, Julian Alvarez, yeah, we just talked about too. And it just a lot of players... Yeah, there you go. A lot of players on City are just, you know, rounding out into form right now. So I think the only way I could see City losing this is if if Pep is just tinkering a little too much and gets in his head and and tries to get cute with it because he does have a tendency of doing that. Like, I was looking at a couple games last week or a couple weeks ago when they were playing. And in one game, you got Bernardo Silver playing left back and then the next game he's playing right wing and it's just like mm-hmm. I, I don't know what he's doing sometimes obviously he's a you know tactical genius but sometimes he gets in his own head I feel like just overthinking it but I, I don't think it's going to happen this time Morgan you brought up how this is uh this is really the last milestone that Pep needs for this mm-hmm. Manchester team it's uh his crown jewel per se so yep. I'm gonna go with Manchester City I think if we're going score lines, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four three aggregate. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. And I, I don't feel like super confident saying that either, because as we said, you know, Bayern Munich is an incredible team. I think whoever ends up winning this matchup is going to ultimately move on to the final, and we'll get to we'll get to who we think is going to advance on the other side here in a bit. I'm sure. But uh, moving on to the the potential opponent that the winner of this matchup will play. It's uh, it's Real Madrid playing Chelsea and it seems like Real Madrid's just kind of getting these softballs in this tournament, you know, they get Liverpool in the first round. And as much as I love my Reds they you know, they, they were not, you know, up to, they were not up to par for Real Madrid in this, in this uh European tournament. Same thing with Chelsea. If you asked me about two weeks ago, maybe, or even last week, I might've, I might've had a case for Chelsea, you know, not the strongest, but there might've been an argument because we kind of thought maybe they were turning the corner. And, you know, starting to round into form and Graham Potter was starting to find his lineup. But, you know, right when we started to feel that, it just, it falls apart again. And, you know, they lose mm-hmm. this weekend to Aston Villa, two to nothing. If you look at the stat sheet, you think that, you'd think that Chelsea were the better team based off the amount of shots, the amount of possession and everything. But it's not really a cohesive unit. You bring in all these players, it's, you know, there's a saying, it's the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And it feels like Chelsea is very much just, the sum of the parts right now. There's moments where like joe Felix looks pretty good, but he's he's kind of just doing it all by himself. It's not really you know a team effort per se. So uh I'll go first this time. I'm I'm going to pick Madrid. And if we're going to have to pick a score line, I'm going to go five two. And I wasn't thinking about it, but that just saying that out loud hurts, you know, because that was the that was the final score of the first <laughs> just the first leg <laughs> with Liverpool. So uh, five five two. That's that's what I'll say. Um, Morgan I wanted to hear your opinion first this time you know obviously as a Tottenham fan not the biggest uh not the biggest fan of Chelsea to put it lightly so um I'm sure you might have similar thoughts to me just given the Chelsea's form you know take the the fandom out of it Chelsea mm-hmm. just haven't been looking too hot so before we get to the La Liga expert Grant I wanted to get your opinion
2: Yeah uh yeah I mean looking at it from an unbiased view I mean yeah I I just I can't I just can't see Chelsea doing it. I can't I can't see Chelsea beating Real Madrid out out in this in these uh in these two legs. Yeah. Given Chelsea's recent league form and pretty much their form the whole season, yeah, it's just pretty much impossible for me to see them do it like coming up against Real Madrid and actually beating them out. Especially given how dominant Real Madrid is in this competition. I just I I don't really have a lot to say here other than I think that Real Madrid has no choice but to come out on top. Uh my score prediction, I'm gonna go I actually, I I like, I do like the sound of five two. I honestly do think that is a very accurate. I'm not trying, I'm not trying know, to show you, but I do I think know. that that is accurate. But I, I won't go, I won't do that. I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say six two Madrid. It's even worse because that was the aggregate score of the Liverpool matchup. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I I, I can't see any other I'm way. Surprised. I, know, I, I know. Ma- Matter of fact, actually, I'll change it. I'll change it. I think it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be six one aggregate.
0: That's probably a better yeah. score because it, it's going to be tough to see Chelsea getting two goals, honestly.
2: That's exactly what I was just thinking. Like, that's that's genuinely why I just changed it. Because, I mean, yeah, even if they did score two goals, I would be – I'd be shocked. Uh, and, again, this is me trying to be as unbiased as I possibly can. Because I know that – I mean, Chelsea, they have a great squad. They just – I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the tactics, uh, lack of belief in the coach. It's just – yeah, I mean – Real Madrid, they're just so much more steady in, in, in their 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 squad, their tactics, their coach, the, the faith they have in their own abilities. Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be, I honestly think it's going to be ugly for Chelsea.
0: Grant, obviously, as a Barcelona supporter, you see Real Madrid probably more often than we do, but their form in La Liga is not indicative of their form in the Champions League. So I wasn't sure if you had a different opinion or if you wanted to go with Real Madrid too.
1: Uh, yeah, I think there's one factor that I'll get into that potentially would see Chelsea winning this. But yeah, I mean, given everything, I think Real Madrid is going to win this pretty handily. Chelsea, just like Emilio said earlier, had that little run of form where you were like, oh, they're getting it together, playing well. But yeah, ultimately, this is Real Madrid's tournament. They're royalty. They're the best Champions League team of all time. Yeah, they should win this pretty handily. I do think a really bold prediction I have is an Eden Hazard hat trick at Stanford Bridge in front of the fans.
2: Um <laughs> that, that, he's going to take his trick. shirt
1: off, turn it around, hold oh. it up to the stands. <laughs> oh man. Could you imagine? That that, God, would, be, that would make our life. Really that would be as the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. As the biggest anti Chelsea <laughs> podcast on the planet. <laughs> that would just be so good for us. <laughs> oh
2: man, that 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 would that would be my phone background.
1: Yeah. 100%, <laughs> Wow. No, but the, the one factor that I see that could turn this tie Chelsea's way is uh, Christian Pulisic. He plays all 90 minutes in both games. The kid's special. He's scored against Real Madrid. Absolute banger. Team is just different with him in there. You're uh, <laughs> uh, better honestly, hope and pray,
2: man. Honestly,
1: like I'm just pulling something out of it. Dude, they're bad. Chelsea's horrible. Uh, every time the game's going bad, as it usually does, it's like 65th minute. Graham Potter has no idea what he's doing. He just throws oh. stuff in uh he just calls four really... guys it's like you 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 and you come on yeah there are games you have 80 million dollar uh mudrick or i don't know how much he what the conversion whatever it was but really expensive 007. yeah doub- almost 007. double at six i think agent <laughs> but uh there are games you have him on the bench and you're in desperate need of a goal and you're throwing in like midfielders for attackers and it's like dog what is happening uh if i'm a chelsea fan i'm not looking forward to tuesdays and wednesdays for the next couple weeks i'm gonna go real madrid yeah probably like four or five to one probably the one coming from pulisic I, i take it yeah, and it's gonna be an absolute banger as he does, and then he's gonna go off to Real Madrid because for some reason he's linked there right now, and he's gonna take finish his junior spot and bench him. Good and yeah, become the greatest Real Madrid player of all time, best number well, seven in Real gonna, Madrid. Yeah, they're gonna year. give him the
0: seven jersey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? no but there's no hope for Chelsea let's be serious right now
2: yeah pretty much man pretty much I mean I don't have a lot of room to talk being a Tottenham fan but Me it either. is very nice to see Chelsea where they are right now 11th in the league it does feel good it does feel good and honestly they they deserve they deserve everything that's happening to them right now so <laughs> for sure but you yeah think that they I did mean something terrible yeah no they did. they're just Chelsea, <laughs>
1: <I said laughs> they're Chelsea. they
2: did they did man they, they, they've they they've been a source of heartache and pain for me for so many years so it's nice to see them get some of that in return I feel it no I feel that's, it that's fair
1: but in all realness it's going to be fun seeing the two kind of royalties of the Champions League matchup in the next round because I mean what happens then I mean Bayern Munich we always like we talked about makes a run in the Champions League every year regardless mm-hmm. of like league form or like how, how you feel about them Real Madrid kind of the same way uh, it'll be nice that potentially only one of them well actually not potentially only one of them could be in the final and neither are going to win it but we're going to get into that later
0: yeah moving on to the other side of the bracket first I wanted to talk about AC Milan and Napoli spoiler alert when I mentioned the person that they might be placing in the final I was talking about Napoli because they have a pretty favorable path they're obviously in incredible form in the league right now in Serie but facing off against AC Milan I think they got the advantage here they won their group initially and they just have these studs on the offensive side. You know, uh Victor Oshiman is obviously one of the most prolific players, but Barcellia, I think I said that right. Close enough. Better uh, better than I did last week with the with the Bayern sporting director, that's for sure. But yeah. <laughs> he He's just one of the most electric players in Europe right now. So I know that wasn't really the most analytical or technical breakdown of the team, but I'm going to go with Napoli for this one. We got to go for a score. I'll say say 3-0 aggregate. And then, yeah, I mean, like I said just a second ago, I think that they're going to end up making it to the final We'll, we'll get to that eventually, but but Napoli have just been on fire lately, so I'm picking Napoli in this round.
2: I agree with you. I do think Napoli will end up coming on top. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that, I mean, Milan, they really have not been having the greatest season in, in Serie A this year. But, you know, when you're coming up against Tottenham, of course, they're going to look like prime Real Madrid. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective, uh, it's it's tempting to look at it and think that it's going to be a pretty close game. But, I mean, like you said, with 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 players like Osiman and Shelia, I mean, I, th- I think they're going to tear it up like they usually do. They, they're on top of the world as far as confidence goes. And also, they have a very solid defense, too. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that Kim Min Jae guy. Um, he's been he's been very, very good. Yeah, so, I mean, they got a more solid defense. They got a more solid attack. I think the only real threat on Milan's end is going to be Giroud and um, uh, uh, Rafael Leal. They're going to be definitely hard to contain, but I do think that Napoli has what it takes to come out on top and, and kind of have that psychological edge over over AC Milan. So, yeah, I do think Napoli will come out on top, and I think that aggregate score is going to end up being... You know, I actually think it will be closer than most people probably suspect. I think that it's going to be 3-2 Napoli. Three two. Yeah, Grant, wouldn't I, think,
1: think, <laughs> I think uh, Napoli is the best team in the world right now. Very free-flowing football from Spalletti's men. There's like it's an ego-less team if you watch any of their games they're just I don't know playing for fun obviously they're really talented but they're kind of playing with no pressure on the field which is I mean just so fun to watch uh AC Milan honestly both Milan teams will get another one later not super consistent uh this season uh both have really talented players but I don't know I haven't watched them enough to kind of pinpoint uh, what's going on but just don't really trust them in these big situations it just kind of feels like Napoli's year unfortunately because Record this podcast probably like two hours from now because in about 10 minutes, Napoli and AC Milan will actually kick off in the Serie A. So, uh, you'll kind of get a preview with that, see what Napoli looks like without Osman in there. But I don't think there's going to be that's a such a big problem. Yeah, he's world class striker, one of the best in the world right now. Napoli are just so deep, so talented. Just playing extremely well. Uh, I have Napoli probably winning this tie 4-2 pretty convincingly. I think they are, in my opinion, maybe not the betting favorites, but my personal favorites. I don't know if that's bias uh, in this competition right now. They got a gap in the league, so they're going to be able to, I don't know, kind of rest players later when it gets into the later parts of the season. We're kind of in there now, but they kind of really focus on this tournament. And it just feels like, I don't know, with the Maradona thing happening, Argentina winning the World Cup, Maradona legend at Napoli. It's just one of those things that, I don't know, it just kind of feels like it's going to happen. Napoli, I would absolutely love to see when absolutely everything absolute class club so i think i'm going napoli four two some
2: pretty high praise coming from grantino yeah the highest praise yes moving on to our
0: last matchup we have benfica and the other milan team inter milan and I think this I think this is the most interesting matchup. Not you know most exciting or most uh, anticipated, but this is the most interesting in the sense that in the in the initial round of sixteen, I, I picked Club Bruges with no real I, I just picked them just for the hell of it. Yeah. I was like, everyone's gonna pick Benfica, let me let me pick Club Bruges because if they win, then I'll look smart. But they just absolutely <laughs> got slaughtered. And I was just like, wow, this, this Benfica team is is pretty solid, especially with the loss of Enzo Fernandez in the January transfer window. Still mm-hmm. still rolling. The first matchup is in Portugal and the second one is gonna be in Italy. But despite that, you know, I'm I'm gonna pick Benfica in this matchup. I just think that their current run on form and you always get that one team I feel like that advances to the to the semifinals that no one really sees coming. And I think this year it's gonna be Benfica i think um just just get some representation in there get some portuguese teams in there you know have a team from every every league and unfortunately for evan and the Bundesliga fans except for germany it seems like if we, if we were gonna pick well for me at least since i picked manchester city just have some representation in there i guess so aggregate yeah. score i'll say uh i'll say four to two just like grant's last pick i'm saying four to two ramos
2: gonna go crazy in this matchup oh yeah yeah Truthfully, I, I don't really know a whole lot about either of these teams. So my opinions are not going to be very deep, especially not really tactically or analytically wise. But what I can say is I do agree with Emilio. I would like to see Benfica end up going and winning this matchup uh, just to get the representation in there. I think it would make it a lot more interesting for the Champions League because you never really. Matter of fact, I think this is probably if they do end up winning, I think that probably be the farthest a Portuguese team has gone since uh, Jose Mourinho's Porto. So that would be that'd be huge for the competition, and I think it would also just attract a lot of fanfare from, uh, you know, like what do you say, like mutual fans, not mutual, but neither here or there fans, I guess. It would attract a lot of attention from them. But given how strong Inter usually are, especially in the in their league, and just because they typically always have a pretty strong team to begin with, I think more realistically, Inter will come out on top on this, and I think it will finish up with a. I'm gonna say. 5-3, 5-3 Five three, five three on aggregate uh, to enter. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Before we go to Grant, and Morgan, I'm not sure if
0: you're finished, but before, I just wanted to, to know, I just looked, and um, Benfica is actually on a 15-game unbeaten streak right now. Not win streak, because oh, right? there were two draws, but 15 games without a loss. Um, the last loss came on December 30th. I didn't know when I said, you know, their streak of form, I didn't know it was that hot. Uh, they are coming in hot in this tournament.
2: Okay, that definitely changes things. I didn't <laughs> know that. Huh.
0: They're all, They're also first in the... uh prim- 1. The Portuguese. Yeah, the, the, Portuguese yeah, League. yeah, yeah pretty United. significantly. Yeah, they got a 12-point uh, lead at the time
2: of reporting. Yeah, okay, that definitely they're... changes things. Okay, all right. You know what? For the first time, I'm going to actually backtrack. Actually, this isn't for the first time. I'm sure I've done this many times. But, huh. You're right, man. This, that is, this, context is very, this is a very interesting matchup. Right. Oh, my gosh. These teams don't get the
0: global attention, at least like Benfica primarily. They don't get that global attention. So, you know, I wanted to look at some of the context to, you know, their current form. And, and yeah, they've been pretty
2: hot. All right. You know what? You know what? All right. You know what? I'm going to go. Um, I'm, I'm just going to switch the teams. I think it's going to be five, three Benfica. There we go. I think so. I think so, man. Boy, I mean, if they're on that much of a hot streak, oh man, it's, this is, this is so difficult. This okay, is the yeah, one I that gonna be, this is gonna the be one people Benfica. need to watch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This will definitely be one to tune into 100%. Oh man. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Grant, are we going all the way Benfica or you, you
1: tip in the scale to Inter Milan? I just want to say I really hope Inter Milan win this tie 4-2 now, just (laughs) purely for Morgans. That's what I'm rooting for. Oh, that'd be so Um, fun. But let me start with Inter Milan strikers. got Lukaku Mm -hmm. and Latour Martinez, both capable of great things, but also both capable of really, really not-so-great things, uh, no. very inconsistent, and I think that describes Inter Milan kind of as a whole as far as this season goes. Again, like, they could come out, I could see Inter Milan kind of winning this tie, I wouldn't say really easily, but, you know, like, No concern. Uh, It might be close, but Inter Milan always feel like they're the ones, like, I don't know, controlling the game. But Benfica is just too good, I think, in my opinion, from what I've seen uh, to lose this tie. Uh, Basically, I think (laughs) Benfica, like Milo said, one of the hottest teams right now in Europe. Uh, Yeah, they don't get the spotlight. You don't get to see them too often unless you're like a portuguese fan portuguese league fan or benfica fan or just have time to watch every single game ever being played mm-hmm. but yeah i'm gonna go benfica wins this tie four three solid solid and, yeah yeah and benfica's playing for a lot i think you know after losing just a godsend of a player like enzo fernandez uh in the locker room they're like you got to do it for enzo and darwin um, he- yeah. Darwin Darwin, yeah, Darwin, Darwin, yes, he came <laughs> from Benfica to the big red star. There you go, <laughs> but yeah, just you know, they're fighting for their brother sent off to purgatory to the shadow realm of Chelsea. So <laughs> hey, he chose to go there. <laughs> he did, but the, the money realm. did. Yeah, that, you that you money talks. You
2: down? Oh my God, dude, there's any more, if there's any other fitting description for the shadow realm, it is definitely Chelsea right now, man. Just anyway,
1: I'm going to try you can send him straight there, man. There's going to be a podcast where like every topic I'm going to find some way to relate it back to Chelsea and, uh, <laughs> send a little shot in there but it's uh, hard enough. yeah i know it's so fun benfica it's gonna happen put your bets now and then thank me later send me half of your winnings five three at four three what did i say i think, I think you, said you said
0: four, four three the first time yeah four, three, four, Morgan three. Said five, three. three. okay yeah. Yeah. well watch but we watch said gonna win, but... watch chelsea go on to win the champions league and then some documentary <laughs> comes out in like three years and there's oh, just like man. a clip of us saying all this shit about chelsea <laughs> and... <laughs>
2: that'll be our claim to fame Uh, yeah
0: that'll be our claim to fame that'll be what puts us on the map we
2: we we better get royalties for that shit oh yeah yeah uh, i hope they
1: include the clip it has nothing to do with chelsea but the clip of uh morgan saying denmark is gonna make her run in the world
2: Cup. now notice how he also said this yeah these
1: guys he has a history for who
2: who who's the guy who's the guy who always makes those like really bad uh sports um uh, predictions is it it's it's not skip bayless is it is it well He's it is yeah, yeah. oh, and i don't want to i don't want to be i don't want to be skip bayless man no <laughs> oh god oh now i'm worried oh uh, they're
1: gonna use the clip of me skip I feel this is my biggest <laughs> skip, free skip free. Free. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call him now this uh. like the, the scariest clip to me is that I wish I'd never said by one regret of this podcast was saying "Uh, for the second tie of Leipzig and uh, City in the Champions League. I was like, don't be surprised if uh, Leipzig steal this like they're playing really well and then went on to lose 7-1. <laughs> <one. laughs>
2: oh man the thing that uh, made me upset about that
1: the thing
0: that made me upset about that game was i put i had this parlay going and and everything hit except oh, i had yeah. like i had like a meal forestberg with one shot not even a shot on target <laughs> i just had with one shot and <laughs> that was what prevented me from winning like 60 bucks
2: uh, oh man because i had yeah. like i had like
0: i had like hall and brace i think and yeah. some other you know you know tertiary stuff just to you know get the odds up and yeah. I, I'm at, I'm at dinner with my dad and brother. And I, ch- I was like, give me a second, check the score. And I was like, wow, he's a hat trick already. Let's go. And then just uh, that one little bit was missing. Sheesh, man. Yeah. But take all these predictions to the bank, except for their, except for their Bayern matchup. Cause you know, i got city winning that, but, but yeah, we got the champions league here in about a week time at the time of recording. So give us plenty of time to absorb the content and, and, you know, make your own predictions and, um, uh, but we'll be back next week, talk about, you know, some of the league matchups and get ready for these games. Yeah, thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, after a song time. <speaking> da with the with Yes. He came from Benfica to the Big Reds. He's lightning with Ham and Luis Diaz.